0: Hey, it's Coley, and you're listening to Still with You. Hey, everyone, welcome to Still with You. My name is Coley Browning, and I am the host of this podcast. I am so excited that you have joined me specifically for this episode because today I am welcoming for the first time an author to the show. My friend Katie Balmer wrote the book Sorority Girls Can Change the World and let me tell you about this little blue book. I read Katie's work in January and I was completely inspired by it though I have no affiliation with any sorority life or sisterhood. I enjoyed every single word and was truly encouraged by it so I had to have Katie on the show. I'm so excited for this interview. We're going to talk about her message behind Sorority Girls Can Change the World, some of her life stories. She's going to give us some advice on relationships and sex and God, and how we can all be better human beings by believing in sorority women. Her ideas are simply brilliant, and her love for Jesus is spilling out across college campuses everywhere. I hope you enjoy this episode with my amazing friend, Katie Well, Katie, I'm so excited to speak with you. Number one, you are the first author on the podcast. So I am like so excited. I never dreamed that I'd be to this point where I'm be like speaking with people who write. So I read Sorority Girls Can Change the World. That is the first book that I read of 2019. It was such a good read. Also, I got to thinking about this the other day. Our initials are the same, so I feel like we're, like, meant to be, like, (laughs) KB, KB.
1: Yes, we're soul sisters, basically.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Can you tell everyone a little bit about who you are, where you live, what your passion is?
1: My name is Katie. I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We've actually only lived here about a year and a half. I grew up in Atlanta but spent the past several years of my life living in a small town called Statesboro, Georgia, which is home of Georgia Southern University. There is where I've had my aha moment about where I'm serving, what I'm doing now, and we'll talk more about that later. Mm-hmm. But well I kind of wear a lot of hats, but what we're talking about today <laughs> is speaking and writing to sorority women. Just to kind of back up my degree and what I've done, my most of my grown-up life is in marketing and in advertising. So I've worked in TV and print and radio advertising. That's my background and had a an aha moment with the Comfort Colors brand t-shirts because I saw it go from an almost unheard of brand. I've been working with t-shirts for, gosh, a few years at the time and then all of a sudden keep getting request after request of this brand of t-shirts. I had never heard of it. I was wondering if it was brand new. I was wondering if it was celebrity endorsement do they have new products what the heck was going on come to find out their ceo was passing away this year the company didn't do any additional advertising no new products i was like is beyonce wearing the t-shirts what is going on (laughs) (laughs) they went from a 10 million dollar company to a 100 million dollar company practically overnight simply because sorority girls decided they like these t-shirts selling out like crazy every time i had to fill an order I had to acknowledge, yes, I understand that there will be stock shortages because they were just going crazy over there. This is still residual almost three years later. I just went to the trade show in Orlando. They still can't keep up with the stock. Like, it's just bananas over there. So that was kind of my aha moment. Like, what the heck? If these girls can take a T-shirt, what else could they do? So that was my aha moment to write this whole Smorty Girls Can Change the World, and that's why I talk and speak. So my marketing background kind of birthed this imagine what else you can do kind of movement to sorority women. And there's a little bit more story to where I got there, but like I said, we'll get there in a minute. But I work from home. I still do t-shirts and advertising and stuff to colleges, but my passion job is writing and speaking to sororities. So I go to different colleges um, several a semester and just tell them that they are more than what the world told them, that they can change the world.
0: I was reading your book this year and I do not belong to a sorority. I've never been a part of a sorority. But I was thinking back to my little 13-year-old, 14-year-old, even 16, 17-year-old self, how I would browse Pinterest or even when I would go visit colleges, I looked up to how those girls were dressing, what their attitude. You are so right. They are so on trend. And one of the things that I am noticing with your ministry I don't see a lot of people stepping into this realm of believing in sororities. Everything that I have heard, this is me being honest and it's not me believing it, but I've heard nothing but a lot of negativity against sororities. I cannot tell you how awesome it is that I think you are breaking this stereotype and believing in this that Greek life can have a bigger purpose and a bigger meaning. I grew up outside the University of Missouri, and so I remember hanging around on campus, going to games and different things. I would see these beautiful, beautiful women, and of course I wanted to be like them.
1: They don't know it, though. They have no idea they have such power of influence. You're right. (laughs) You may have seen this since you talked about Pinterest. They put a pineapple on their head and take cute pictures. Yes. I don't know where this stuff starts. They don't don't even know where it starts. You go to a boutique and you see pineapples on earrings and throw pillows and t-shirts and pop sockets and it's just like that type of influence. It's crazy.
0: Well, I think it's so amazing that you believe in these women. So, is that truly what called you to write this book?
1: Okay, so it was about 2015 and it was actually New Year's Eve. Well, to back up a little bit before then, about fall at that time, I was reading "Girl," you know, "Crazy Love," "Radical um, Influence," like all of these books that are like. If you're a good Christian, these are the things that you do. And I was convinced I had to sell all of my belongings and adopt 15 children and move to Africa. Or, you know, I just wasn't doing it right. Katie Davis style. (laughs) I I couldn't convince my husband to pack up our two young children and move to Africa as if. So this this is literally my thought process. And this is just how, I guess, immature my faith, you could say, perhaps, it was honestly like a consolation prize. Like, well, if I can't be a missionary, I guess I'll go serve the homeless. Like, I'm not kidding. This is about 2014 at this time. So I, in our small town that we lived in, I, I knew of an organization that had, was doing really good things. And I heard a quote like, you can't wait for God to open the clouds and reveal his plans for you. Instead, see where he's at work and join in. And oh, I was like, so good. I like that quote. Yes. I, kn- I knew that God was doing some good things in this organization. I called him and said, how can I help? which was great. It wasn't the lane I was supposed to be in. Okay, (laughs) So through this organization, I met two friends. We'll call them Sandy and Jane. Sandy at the time was living in a crack house when I met her. We helped her get back on her feet. And I truly just fell in love with this girl. She was so kind and so appreciative. She had a boy and a girl about the same age as my kids. We helped her get an apartment. And,
0: and this was I'm through happy- the homeless ministry too? You found this like through the homeless ministry, these people? Yeah, yes, okay, I
1: found this through the homeless ministry. This is before sorority girls thing was even mm-hmm. a
0: pipe
1: dream. So I'm like calling all hands on deck. I'm like, we're going to help this girl be a success story. I had a friend who managed an apartment. We got her an apartment. Another friend who had a car dealership. We got her a car. I watched her kids when she went to work. She had all the things. She was going to be success. Everything was going to be awesome. It felt like as soon as all the pieces came together, all the pieces fell apart. And like, I just watched her stop showing up to work, started partying again. The day that she was going to be evicted at her apartment, again, I'm like calling all hands on deck. Like, how can we help her? She wouldn't answer her phone. I'm like, what the heck? She's about to be evicted. What is she going to do? At 11 a.m. I go over there and she was sleeping. I wanted this so much more than she wanted it. And we did all the things. We educated her. She got baptized with everything that the organization told us was right but I just wanted this much more for her than she wanted it. At the same time, what did we say? Uh, Mandy,
0: Sandy and Jane, these anonymous names, of course.
1: (laughs) My other friend that I met through this organization, I was picked up a paycheck to pay for some some of the t-shirts in the organization that I worked for. And she stole that $500 worth of cash Mm. from my car. And so this was just like, what the heck, you know? And I'm literally, I'm in my closet. I'm having, this one is like walk-in closets. and I'm having a breakdown. I'm like, God, I'm working so hard. Can't you see this good Christian over here doing your work? I mean, you see how immature I am. And I'm like, why is it so hard? I'm working so hard, doing all the right things. And I promise you, my friend, if ever I have heard the voice of God, he said, I never ask you to do any of that. I ask you to share your testimony with sorority women. Mm. Turn that car around, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. So that was the aha moment. And I go back to when I was talking about New Year's Eve, all of these things were happening with my homeless friends. And I told Brian, one of the things I wanted to define my life in this following year was college ministry. And then, you know, of course, God's voice like turned that car around. So I'm like, okay, thank you for this opportunity to serve. I'm clearly in the wrong lane. I didn't know what this meant. And God is just so good. It almost landed in my lap. But through all of this, I had become a yoga instructor.
0: <laughs> I love that you're a yoga instructor. Yeah. So fun. I think that's so cool.
1: It's fun. That's another crazy God story, but it's, just, <laughs> it's just bananas to me. Like who writes a script to a girl who runs into homeless ministry, has a marketing background and God uses yoga instructor and he makes what he wanted to make all along. It's just bonkers. So it's all God. Right. Okay. So I'm just show up to church, the church we go to and a young lady, a college student comes up to me and asks me, Hey, I hear you're a yoga instructor. I'm like, yes. She says, well, I am sisterhood chair of my sorority, happens to be 80 Pi at Georgia Southern, where I'm an alumni from. And mm-hmm. she asked me to come do a yoga sisterhood at their sorority. And I'm like, can I ever? <laughs> so, of course, I go and I'm like, looks like I don't even know anyone on Greek Row at this point in my life. So I go to this yoga class and who happens to be there but the president of the sorority who is really good at yoga because she used to be a gymnast. And she asked me where I normally teach, and she starts going to my class at the gym, and she's wonderful. She just starts coming. We get to be friends, and I'm, like, real self-conscious at the time, but, like, hey, so, I mean, I don't know, but I have this kind of idea with my marketing background and what I saw you guys do with comfort colors and, you know, just your trend-setting power, you know, just... Yeah, and I just shared my passions with her, and she asked if I could speak. And I'm like, ah, uh, sure. So, cool. why don't you come speak this Sunday to our chapter of 225 girls?
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: I just feel like looking back, God was like, it's so clear. I had a very loose version of what I was passionate about and what I speak about now. Obviously, it's evolved and changed and stuff, but that was just kind of the heart behind it and my first opportunity to share it. And i never forget one of the sweet girls came up and was like, oh, Kenny, that was so good. You should be a motivational speaker. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Then I wrote a blog post called Sorority Girls Can Change the World. I got a lot of traction from it, and I realized that there was something to this. I've always wanted to write this book about the woman at the well. That's kind of my life-changing verse in John chapter 4. Yeah. I have this half-written book for years at this point, but I was overthinking it, and I didn't know where to start, and who am I to be an author, and all the normal self-doubt that you go through. And my husband knew a guy in Atlanta who does a conference called From Dream to Do. So my sweet husband booked for us to go to it, and that was... When was that about 2017 and I learned how to make your dreams a reality it was a short of the conference it's by Kent Julian I highly recommend it and that's when I wrote "Swordy girls can change the world after that conference I was like all right here we go we're just doing it it was just so incredible how many people came beside me and you know offered Ashlyn and Kathy did the photo on the front I had a swordy girl do the graphic design just so many people come alongside me and help, and it, it's just crazy. Since then, we have moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee. So that's where I live now.
0: When you wrote that first blog post of that title, Just Sorority Girls Can Change the World, did you have that in mind that that would be the title of your book, or did that just, did you not even think about it when you were writing it?
1: I didn't think about it when I was writing it. When we went to the conference, back in my mind, I still had this idea of that Woman at the Well book, and the conference said, well, what's your lowest hanging fruit? What's the, something that you know backwards and forwards that you're passionate about that you can go home and write tonight and I was like I know the answer to that (laughs) that was that and I it started off as a free download on my website and it still is I offered as a free download
0: that is so generous of you I am not a sorority girl I read this and I was underlining the heck out of it because you drop so much wisdom in here there's not one word that you've neglected. It's a book that everyone should read. Everyone can take away something from it. You're sweet. You know,
1: I wasn't a journalism major. You know, all these things I tell myself, like, who am I to write? And it's just truly, God's like, come on. Like, I chose uh, Little Shepherd's Boy to kill a giant. Like, stop questioning all of this other stuff. Stay in your lane. Put your nose down and get to work. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I always self-doubt myself for sure, but I've never felt more where I'm supposed to be than doing this ministry. So it's very encouraging for you to say that.
0: Well, I'm going to quote you because I actually noted this and it says, this is when you're talking about a few brave steps. And it says, if you want God to do something new, you can't keep doing things the way they have always been done. You've got to push past the fear of the unknown and leave familiarity behind. And that is you. I am quoting you, KB. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) So what do you love most about speaking to sorority women? What's your favorite thing about it?
1: The first thing is kind of what we just talked about, just meeting girls like you to encourage me. You know, I work from home, so I don't see... If I'm making any kind of difference, you know what I mean? And I know for sure I'm in my lane, but sometimes you just kind of feel like, is anyone listening? Am I making any difference? And then if I go to a school and I have a girl come up to me, it's happened more than once, like with the tears and and something I said resonated with her. And to be able to make a difference for one girl and to be able to have that legacy that gets me going in the morning. Some girls will sometimes send me DMs or something, you know, on Instagram or something, and it keeps me going. I I started screenshotting it and saving it as encouragement when I start to wonder, am I making any difference? (laughs) So I'll go back and read, okay, yes, I I can do this, and they are listening. It's just the sweet encouragement like that. It definitely lights my fire.
0: Well, I think that God gave this topic, which honestly, after reading it again, like, you touch on some Topics that I don't think a lot of people would want to go and talk about, you know, such as relationships, how to be successful. There's some topics there and that are just, like, hard to get people excited about doing. Though we've only known each other for a short time, but what I'm learning, and I've also listened to you on other podcasts, and you're just, like, sharing your heart, is that this subject and your delivery, like, God put it in the hands of the right person. You oh. were ma- made to write this book. I think you just give so much hope. So I can't imagine anyone else doing what you're doing. Do you know what I mean?
1: I'm just going to call you every time I'm having a bad day,
0: girl. KB, I got you. (laughs) KB, KB's for life. I want to tell a sorority girl to go get your book, but if you could give them, like, one piece of advice right now, what would it be?
1: For them and for my younger self, I would definitely just say my favorite chapter of the book is Chapter 3, Sex and Greek row you know, our culture has so confused this topic and there's so much sacred behind intimacy and we've just confused it. And our culture isn't, there's very few models in Hollywood. There's very few models on Instagram, anywhere for them to look into and see what does that look like? And I would just encourage them Mm -hmm. to search what it looks like to have a healthy, godly marriage, because I think almost every girl I've ever met says that they want that, but they don't even know how to pursue it. You know, it's intentional. It's, no one ever drifts toward being better. You don't drift toward what you want. You have to go chase it, and you have to, like, it requires work. So if you want this godly, healthy, pure relationship one day, that's going to require getting on that path. So I would just encourage them to seek that out, to read the book. Sacred Search is a really, really good one by Gary Thomas, just to protect their heart and protect their future marriage, really.
0: Parents, just I'm just going to say the S word. I'm right, so it. glad... <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up sex because that is a topic that I do not regularly talk about um, on the podcast. So I remember when we were talking, I was like, I'd love you to touch on this subject a little bit because I trust you and I trust your guidance. You've spoken to so many women about this subject. Man, I'm so excited that you're talking a little bit about that because I believe that's a subject that we should not ignore, but I definitely need guidance on how to... Um, address that. And so I'm glad you're here with me to talk about that.
1: Yeah. So you want me to unpack it?
0: If you can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. So my most popular blog post is, did Jesus really mean all that stuff about sex? And I think it's interesting because I kind of unpack just really quickly what science, what counselors, and what the Bible have to say about sex The interesting thing that I don't hear many people, if anyone, talking about is that they all agree. What they all agree on is that we have like a higher, more sacred view of sex. So our culture will say, just have fun, no strings attached, as long as it's consensual yolo you know whatever like it's just it's very um like it's casual it's no strings attached it doesn't mean anything Mm -hmm. but the science would say that there are chemicals released that bond you like nothing else you know serotonin and all these things that are released are the same bonding hormones that are released when a mother nurses her child and the science says that this type of sexual encounter bonds people and the counselors say When people come into their office that no tears fall as hot as people who have broken sexual relationships, Mm. which is crazy because they see, yeah, they see people come in, you know, who have walked through losing a loved one or bankruptcy. Yet the people that come in with a broken sexual relationship are crying harder. And then Jesus says the two will become one. And that word one, he uses the word akkad, the Greek word, which translates to basically concrete, that this bond is It's thick and it's intense and it's beautiful in marriage, but it's a hot mess when you break up concrete. Look at any construction site on the side of the road. Uh, Another example is a fire. In my fireplace, it is a good thing. On my couch, it is destructive.
0: Right, exactly. All within those bounds.
1: Yeah, right, in those bounds. So God gave us, it's a gift and it's a bonding, beautiful, a little bit of a glimpse of how much he loves us. But in the wrong place, it is destructive and it leaves scars. And science and counselors and God all agree that we don't need to take it so casually. That it's actually very
0: sacred. I did read that blog post, and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So everyone, please go read that because it really did blow my mind. It's just so cool. Not only is it God's word, but like it's just how He designed us. And like, like even yeah. science can like back it up,
1: right? Isn't that crazy? And who's talking about that? No one. Right? And they're all telling you like go have fun you know like it's just it's just crazy and I should clarify I was that typical sorority girl who did not know any of those things and did make a lot of stupid mistakes and and live with regret and that's why I'm so passionate about that subject because you know I just didn't know I didn't know I thought you know a cute guy who says right things and of course we're gonna get married because we're 17 duh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know just naive and I just didn't understand. And so I'm very sensitive to that girl because, you know, I'm not the church girl who had all the right answers and never made a mistake. I'm the girl who walked through all of that and is begging the girls younger than me, like, you don't have to make the same mistakes because I've walked down the aisle in a white dress and there was no erase button on the aisle. I think yeah. we all think it's there. Or of course, we don't really think it's there, but we pretend I can do whatever I want in high school and college. And I hit some kind of magic erase button in life. And that's just not the way it works because sex is concrete. And, you know, there's consequences to those decisions. Yes, Jesus makes all things new, but we still have to live with consequences of our mistakes. And so that deep bond is precious and it just needs to be shared with one. (laughs) Become one with
0: one is what I always say. This is why I wanted you to share. You can speak about this so boldly because I feel like I'm learning so much from you on how to do that and how to be strong in that conversation. Cause I feel like it sadly is hard to have.
1: No, I mean, I get it. I've come a long way. It is scary. I mean, it is. And that's probably just Satan's playground, too, because we can talk about it all day long the way the world sees it. Right. You know, this higher, sacred view of what it really means It's kind of like, I don't want to offend anyone, and what if I'm wrong, and I I don't know, all the things we second-guess. But no, I totally get it.
0: Yeah, I'm just so grateful for that, because again, like, this is not a subject that I usually will touch on, but man, it's so needed. Thank you so much. Seriously. (laughs) Okay, I do have to tell this because I think this is so cool. When people come over to your house, you have them sign the bottom of the kitchen table? Where did that come from? I love anything that's so eccentric like that.
1: Oh my gosh. Um, You know, I honestly don't remember. I feel like I'm not smart enough to think about that something on my own. <laughs> I, I don't remember reading it or anything. So I don't know where I came up with it. But yeah, so it's funny, because we actually got a new kitchen table when we moved to this house. Like I said, we moved about a year and a half ago. But uh, we have our old kitchen table, which has a lot more signatures on the back porch now. Yeah, And like, I'll never get rid of it, because it has all the signatures. But now that we have a new table, it's just kind of cool, because our new season of life living in this you know new home in Chattanooga, and like just a new chapter is kind of Symbolic to me, anyway, to have this new farm table that I could—everyone hope everyone would sign when they come over. So, yeah, I don't know. I just love it. I think it—it's just I can look back one day, literally, like on my back and look. Out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Get under your table and reflect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and then we had a lot of like people come visit us when we first moved, and that was cool to have old friends and new friends, and you know, it's just—it's
0: kind of fun. I am all about unique ways of cherishing memories, and so when I first heard that. I don't even think I heard that from you. I think I heard it from another podcast that you were on. I was just like, oh my goodness, that is so something I would do. Like, I love stuff like that. That's so cool. Do you host a lot of sorority girls over? Are you pretty active on your local campus on connecting?
1: So this has been the tricky part about moving care because in our own home, we were 10 minutes from campus. And yes, almost weekly we would have students over. But now we're about 30 minutes from campus. And so at dinner time, they also have to fight traffic. So it's been a, a different dynamic. And I'm like, but I want them to come over. Right. And so we have, of course, yes, but not nearly as often. And I obviously just don't know as many girls here now that we've moved here. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's kind of weird that the random lady is asking them to come over for dinner <laughs> <'cause> they don't <laughs> know me. But, I mean, of course, I'm getting to know more girls. I get to speak at UTC actually in March, so that's fun. I'll get to know more people. We talked about doing like a weekend thing more regularly. So, Hopefully we'll get to bridge that gap and have more girls over
0: more often. I think that is awesome how you're so willing to always open up your home. I, again, not a sorority girl, but definitely (laughs) like I have been away from my own home. And when other people invite me into like a small group or my husband and I over for dinner because we live in Navy housing, I'm like, oh, there's something so homey about a real kitchen and people who are just doing life as a family. It's healing. It truly is so healing. Well, our girls love it.
1: They, like, live for it. We're having people over for dinner. Yay! I get so
0: excited. (laughs) I'm sure. I bet they love it. So, you are working on a new book. Can you tell anything about it, or are you keeping your lips sealed? Oh, no. Anything you want
1: to know. The Woman at the Well story is, like... Oh, my gosh. After I met, meet Jesus in heaven, I'm going to be, like, beelining to the woman at the well. I just think that woman and I would be soul sisters. Yes. I bet – I bet you know, we don't know her name. I bet it was KB.
0: Oh, know? my gosh. KB. Oh, <laughs> totally. Yes. I mean, she would be, like – we'd be, like, KB Squad then. You know what KB I mean? KB
1: Squad, for sure. We'll, we'll get matching t-shirts.
0: Oh, and you, see, you can hook us up. It'd be perfect. I
1: can hook you up. I, it'll,
0: Comfort colors. colors. <laughs> I'll, I'll actually – I want the peach one, please. Because okay. and when I get to heaven, I'm going to have the best tan all the time. And so, like, that's going to yes. look so good on me. And you- in
1: heaven, there won't be any inventory issues. with so <laughs>
0: <it's great. laughs> That's not even in my line. So I'm not even worried about that. I just want my tan. <laughs> oh, my word. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, um, woman at the well. Really well. I- she actually does have a name. It's Fotina. Yeah. Which translates to light. I am working on a fictional story where I use I. So I am Claire because Botina, which means light in English, the same name is Claire. So I am Claire and I'm basically just sharing my story. Now, I say it's fiction because I don't honestly remember what so-and-so was wearing or what so-and-so said freshman year at the party. Yeah. And some of it is just kind of extrapolated to make it a good story. But it's 99% just... A girl looking for love in all the wrong fraternity boys and finally finding it in Jesus. Because every time I have shared my story, I mean, every time I've heard me too, me too, me too. And I just feel like it's the woman the well story. It's my story. And it's every girl I've ever met that I've done college ministry with. It's our story. And I just want to share it in a humorous, fictional, fun way. To where it really can all be our story. So Yeah, it's so that's relatable. What I'm working
0: on. <laughs> I'm so excited about that. Do you have any timeline on when we can expect that? No. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Well, you know what we'll do? We're just going to commit to praying. We're just going to pray Thank that. You. Pray for the process. What uh, advice would you give to someone who's interested in being an author? Because man, you're doing it so well. Oh
1: gosh, you are like the most encouraging human. So. I'm an Enneagram 3. I don't know if you know what that means.
0: Oh, um, I speak Enneagram (laughs) fluently. And honestly, if you're a 3, you're a go-getter. So that totally makes sense. So
1: I have that working in my favor, I guess. I don't worry about the how-to. I just do it and I figure it out along the way. But I have heard from many other writers, like, you just start writing. If you want to learn how to run a marathon, you just start running, right? And it is work. People think that, like, the heavens part and you, like, have these divine words that come to your keyboard. That's not the case. So you just have to show up and just start writing. And it's going to be crappy at first, and that's okay. You just keep writing and you go back and edit. I don't know. You just do it. You, and you just keep writing and see what happens. And then you're going to go back and delete some stuff and add some stuff and go back and forth. Having a regular time is really helpful, like, you know, every Tuesday at 2 or whatever works for your schedule. Spending an hour here or two hours there, you're also not going to find eight hour blocks at a time. You're just going to find blocks that you can. And eventually it's healing is the best way I know. It's it's good for me as much as I hope it's good for the reader. I just love finding words. And I never knew this about myself, but like I found out that my grandfather was a journalist. It was in Ohio. And my grandmother said, you take me back down to the South or (laughs) this is not going to work out. But he was actually very good at his job. And maybe I'm looking too much into it, but I like to think maybe I'm carrying along a little bit of my granddad and just finding that words are kind of awesome. So I'm learning to love them as much as I hope that their readers are too.
0: I love that that you looked into like your family lineage on like what that your grandfather was a journalist. That's incredible. Yeah, it's in your blood. And obviously, like God has anointed you for this position for such a time as this, you know?
1: Yes, good
0: stuff, girl. It's totally good stuff. And by the way, I have another question. This is really nerdy. What was your favorite part of the marketing for this like what's your kind of your favorite part of like was it the cover of the book was it like just the advertisement like what was your favorite process outside of writing i'm so no, curious that's okay.
1: Still, I don't feel like I've arrived at anything. I don't feel like I'm still self-conscious to say that I'm an author, that people think that I'm an expert on anything I think is adorable. The fact that it's opened so many doors, like, oh, Katie's the girl who wrote this, therefore, let's have her come to our sorority. Let's have her come speak to this. Through this, I have grown so much. I remember the first time oh, you wrote this book. Do you speak too? And I'm like, sure I do. (laughs) So through that, I've become a speaker and I've never been a person to hold a microphone. And I've sharpened myself through that. I've done the videos and I've read the books and I've developed myself as a speaker. And you know, all these things, I promise you, I never, ever, ever, even five years ago would have written this as my five-year plan. And it's just crazy and how God is using it and how I continue to just be like, all right, sure. I mean, if he opens the door, I'll step through it until it's closed and one day at a time until as long as I'm relevant and as long as they can listen and as long as I can make a difference.
0: I feel like you are becoming the expert in this field, unless I have not done my research enough. Like, I don't know who else is doing this, so I feel like generations of girls are going to be, like, turning to you. So my new goal is to get you here to UWF, University of West Florida, if any... Students from West Florida, specifically anyone who's in Greek life, please campaign to get Katie Balmer down to the balmy beaches of Florida. <laughs> I want you here. <laughs> I want you here so bad. Um, I think it would be awesome for you to share your ministry in this area. I've met a few friends who are in sororities. They're awesome girls. I'm just excited. I, l- I would love it. I would love if we could connect. We'll see. I'm going to keep praying. Awesome. Praying over your book. Praying over the book to come and praying over that. So we'll see. And do you do have- a lot of traveling in general?
1: You know, I talked to a girl who does, she's a sorority speaker, but in a different kind of, this is her job to do like a totally different subject, but she goes to 60 schools a year. I was like, Oh my gosh! so yeah. that is not my version of busy. I'm a lot busier in spring semester than fall for whatever yeah. reason. I don't, I have a limit. I guess my limit, I have two kids, so I don't want to be that busy right. as far as traveling goes. I'm not answering your question. I don't know. I go to, I go to several a year, and I'm, this time of year, the girls actually just got back from break. So I had a ton of emails yesterday, so that's exciting. So hopefully, I'll be booked for the spring. I mean, I already have like three on the calendar, so that's exciting. That's
0: amazing, and I'm man, I'm just yeah. praying that that overloads as much as, I'll say this, like, as much as, like, the limit you want, I pray that that just, like, overflows, because yeah. man, the more people can hear the truth, and you literally are, like, delivering the truth from the throne room of God to these girls, oh. and Just, like, loving on them so selflessly. I just truly want to be a woman of your stature. Just loving people. I'm serious, Katie. I totally, I'm, I know that that life cannot be easy. Just always, you're giving yourself. Since you're the first author on the show, I definitely admire (laughs) you for doing all the hard work. Well, thank you. Oh, and I will tell you one more thing, too. If you guys are not following Katie on Instagram you need to be because her and her daughters do these adorable little like (laughs) (laughs) sing-along videos and you guys seem like you guys are always dancing
1: yeah that's funny we pretty much are oh we do in the car i can't ever film it right in the car but the car is when we do it best
0: (laughs) brings me so much joy i love it
1: (laughs) you're so sweet thank you
0: Do you have anything else that you would like to share?
1: I don't think so. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. And yeah, I'd love to connect with you. I'm Katie Bulmer, life on Instagram. Yeah, I'm just so thankful to speak life to a younger me. So thank you for this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Katie, you are welcome on here anytime again. like I am so looking forward to, we're definitely going to like have you on to talk about your next book when it comes out. The podcast is called Still With You. We always end the show by asking, where is God still with you? So I'm going to ask you that, Katie.
1: I just always go back to that time in the closet when I was like having a breakdown and God reminded me, go share your testimony with sorority women. So when I get off the rails or when I think whatever I might think, I just remember that still small voice. And like, it really is that simple sometimes just to share my testimony over coffee with a girl or on a stage or whoever, you know, on a podcast, wherever it might be. Like, i just keep going back to that. So that's where he's still with me.
0: I'm telling you, everyone needs to go go read Sorority Girls Can Change the World. Katie, thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Well, please, again, come back anytime. I'm so excited for this. Thank you. Me too. Recording this episode with Katie was absolutely so much fun, and every time I speak with her, it is truly a gift. It really does overflow my heart with joy, and I cannot even imagine what she must be doing on college campuses, changing the world. If you do belong to a sorority, and you would like to have Katie come speak at your school, make it happen, Cabin. I'm serious. Go to katiebalmer.life and you can ask her to speak at your school. I would rally a couple of girls and get a campaign going. She is truly incredible and everything she does, she does with her whole heart. So you need to have her on your college campus. Also, go and get yourself a copy of Sorority Girls Can Change the World. This will make an excellent gift for someone who belongs to Greek life and for someone who is just simply going to college or maybe in their 20s or just trying to figure it all out. I think this is a perfect book for someone in any season of life. And speaking of this book, I'm actually giving away an autographed copy along with a $10 Starbucks gift card. So you can head over to my Instagram account and enter the giveaway. It ends on March 20th. It's an Instagram only giveaway and to do that, you can find me on Instagram. I am at Coley Browning, and that's K O H L I E, and Browning Like The Rifle. You can also find links to this on my website, including all of the show notes for this episode, which is at ColeyBrowning.com. The music that you're hearing in the background is from my beautiful friend, Christy Masing. All links and ways you can connect with her can be found in the show notes. You can also visit her website, ChristyMasing.com. Again, I am so thankful for Katie for being a part of this episode. I'm so glad that I finally have my first author on the show. Sincerely, I'm just thankful that God has given me all of these opportunities to be able to speak with these amazing people and hopefully bring some encouragement into your life. Also, I'd love to make more friends who are in sorority. So If you are in a sorority, please let me know. I would love to honestly just know how many of you guys are listening and what ways I can pray for you. And just so you know, I believe in you. Without a doubt, I believe that you have the ability to change the world, and I promise my Pinterest board will prove it. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Go into this world and be bold, be brave, be you, and remember that he is still with you.